It's Saturday night and a whole new month in comedy, and it seems like lately things have gone a little squirrely in the six. Maybe it's cabin fever, maybe it's the chaos of the world around us right now, but Toronto has definitely been wiling out. Who better to weigh in on all of the craziness than the cast of Good News Toronto, the hit comedy bar show that dismantles everything absurd and unreal going on in the city we all love to hate. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. I heard you on the wireless back in 52, lying awake intently tuning in on you. If I was young, it didn't stop you coming through. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to an all-new Inside Jokes, babies! Right here on 640 Toronto, and as always, streaming all over the entire goddamn known universe. Everywhere where there's the internets on Global News Online. This week, we are brought to you by literally no one at all. This is a show without a sponsor. Kicking off a new year with vacancies. We are wide open for biz. Also, don't forget, potential advertisers, this is a Canadian comedy radio show, so we will accept literally any and all of you. There is no bar too low for us here in season seven and a half of Inside Jokes. Literally all applicants welcome. We, We're talking to you, cash man. Anyone. Crane girl, balcony chair girl. In Toronto, uh, Jesus man that stands on the corner of Young and Dundas Square yelling, believe Ooh, in the Lord, and scaring the shit out of me every time I walk past him. Xanta, if you're still alive. Toronto Bad, Alex Brovedonic, with quit anyone. Got five bucks? We'll sell you a radio show. Five dollars. That's all it takes. Anyways, we'll find out who's listening. We got our producer, Vince Tedesco, wow. on the air with us this week. How are you doing, man? Like... We're really kicking it this year, aren't we? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not as fired up as you are, but I'm 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 lukewarm. I'd say, yeah, it's it's a good uh, you know kickoff new month. It's March. Hey, happy March! Spring is in the air. Kind well, of. That's the funny thing too. It kind of feels like, hey, new year, new stuff. Um, but then, as you reminded me just before the show, by the way, it's been the new year for two whole months now. That's yes. a fair point. Uh, it is almost. It is literally March now that this episode is airing. So yeah, not exactly the start of the new year, but hey, let's let's show up a little late to the party in let's typical comedian style. But Vince, we have an interesting panel on this week's show uh, because again, there's been a lot of strange goings on in Toronto lately. There's been like our mayor stepped down because he was stripping one of his staff. Because, uh, you know, Toronto couldn't go a full decade without a mayoral scandal, apparently. We've got people are randomly getting, like, punched in the face on the TTC, which almost sounds like an Andy Samberg sketch. Uh, so that city, <laughs> something's in the air in this city. I don't know. It's spring fever. It's cabin fever. It's post-pandemic mania. I don't know what's going on. So we have the entire, uh, we have some of the cast and comics behind Good News Toronto, which is, of course, a cult hit comedy show that has been for nearly a decade now on the stages of Toronto's famous comedy bar, just sort of pulling apart all of the wacky things that happen in Toronto news, which is kind of fun for us because yes, we're based in Toronto. Yes, we air here on 640, but this is very much a national show that highlights all of Canadian and North American comedy. So it's kind of nice this week. We're just going to kind of kick it home here in the six and talk about some of the stranger goings on lately in this city, because Oh boy, has there been a lot of it. So we got good news, Toronto with us and they are appearing at this year's Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival, which also is very exciting because this is kind of the big full live return of that fest after the last couple of years. 
So this yeah. is sort of the next big festival that's making their big return to the stage, much like JFL did this past year in JFL Toronto and Northwest. Now it's Sketchfest's turn, so they're a part of that. We're going to do it all right here on Inside Jokes with our good friends at Good News Toronto. to inside jokes baby right here on 640 toronto and of course all over the entire wonderful country on global news online brought to you this week by literally no one this show is now sponsor free come come get it world we are dropping the ball like it's dick clark's new year's rock and eve how about that we have some of the cast and comics behind the cult hit comedy show good news toronto which of course dismantles some of the more crazy and absurd news stories and politics and just general goings-on here in the six the city we all love slash love to hate uh but bad news kind of the cast of good news toronto because it's coming to a close this has been a cult show that has run for years at toronto's famous comedy bar and once again built a massive local following and really just very toronto-centric topics which definitely there's a lot to pull apart this past month on the panel tonight uh but you guys are folding it in this is it so you have some shows coming up at Comedy Bar and Comedy Bar 2.0. You, of course, are part of this year's returning Toronto Sketch Festival, which is a big one. Uh, but I'll go around the panel. We have joining us tonight, Corey Birch. How are you doing, man? Oh, excellent. Thanks for having us, guys. Uh, it's going to be fun. Look forward last to time, Last time we had some of you on the show was uh, back in the in the good old times where we'd be in a radio studio with other human beings. Free uh, <laughs> candy. Free Pandy. We call it the yeah. Pandy on this show, by the way, because uh, let's make that more fun. Jeremy Friedman with two ends. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Ready to see what great pandemic we have next. Right? <laughs> and that's, and again, for our listeners, that's Jeremy Friedman with two ends on the end, because live large, you know what I mean? Why not? Emily Farrier is with us. How are you doing tonight? I'm so good. Um, I don't have any ends. I'm not as good as Jeremy. I, well, also, I say tonight because that's when we air, even though it's <laughs> yeah, that's right. They don't need to know that. That's some fourth wall sh- right it's there. It's afternoon. That's fine. It's afternoon. And last <laughs> but certainly not least, joining us for the first time here on Inside Jokes, Ali Medeiros is with us. How are you doing? I am just here for the giggles. You're here for the giggles. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. <laughs> you know, in, almost, in almost eight seasons, I like to think that we've done that for maybe one listener, maybe once. I don't know. Me it every is- time. Tens of people listen to this. Anyways, but I, I'm going to say, I mean, this is sort of, it's, it's again, it's bittersweet that you guys are, are wrapping it up because this has been such like a cult hit show here in Toronto. Uh, but it, it's it's pitch perfect the way you are bringing it to a close because, of course, this year's Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival, which, again, one thing we've been talking about a lot lately on this show is, you know, in this past year, we saw finally the big return of sort of Canada's major festivals, of course, just for laughs came back full force and celebrated their 40th anniversary jfl toronto rebranded from jfl 42 and that was a huge live return to a proper live festival hubcap halifax winnipeg northwest all this stuff came back and of course now toronto's sketch festival is coming up and it's sort of that's another thing that we're really just celebrating the fact that this is big it's live it's full again we've got two comedy bars now so it's a proper return to everything so i mean it is sort of it is sort of bittersweet that you're that this is coming to a close but what perfect stages to end it on, though? Yeah, truly. Uh, yeah, Comedy Bar has been our home for uh, the majority of our run. Uh, we actually started uh, the show at a little bar called The Central. Uh, yes. If you remember that place. It it was behind Honest Ed's, which also no longer exists. It's also just like no longer exists. 
just like everything in Toronto, it's now a condo. Yeah. Uh, so that's actually what the show is becoming. It's turning into a condo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all becoming pieces of a yeah, condo. Yeah, yeah. One day some some alien race is going to land here and they're go, going to go, what were these glass towers that no one actually lived in? You know. <laughs> but yeah, I do remember the Central. And for our listeners who never made it there, it was a great place. If you were a Toronto-based comic, it was a great place to go wait for four and a half hours uh, to do two to three minutes in front of 20 other comics on their phones that didn't give a shit at two in the morning. That was the central. It was a wonderful stomping ground, but yeah. very much a part of Toronto comedy lore. But yeah, it's interesting. Right. Like starting off there, even comedy bar itself. I mean, comedy bar, you know, started off as this little weird sort of rogue basement venue for alternative comedy. And now it's become this full blown destination, not in Toronto, but in Canadian comedy as a whole. I mean, it's sort of become its own comedy brand in a way. It's sort of the anti-club and now there's two of them. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're, they're both great. But yeah, that's been our home for the majority of the run. And it's it's so, so great. And it's just like the perfect venue. And like you said, the small, weird, like alt comedy club almost. And that's kind of what we are. Like you, you've described the show. Yeah, we're we're, we're, we're rogue. We're rogue basement dwellers ourselves. Yeah, that's true. So, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just looking at us, you could tell that we all haven't seen. We just show up in people's while. basements and try that's... the show there. <laughs> yeah. There has been shows like that before, by the way. Oh, I know. That's why I'm saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I also feel like it's sort of per, like again, it's it's bittersweet that you're you know ending the run here, but it's 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 perfect too that this is happening during the sketch festival and at comedy because. The whole point of this show is pulling apart stuff that's happening here in our city. And oh boy, has that been has that been ripe lately? So I really wanted to pick some of your brains on that. I wh like what's in the water in Toronto right now? What the hell's going on? What's in the air? We have our mayor stepped down for a sex scandal, which by the way, as I pointed out on last week's show, we went almost an entire decade without a mayor scandal in this city. Yeah. It was like this is, yeah, this is what I was gonna bring up. Steve, we can went I tell from you crack something? smoking cunnilingus to yeah. like quiet, 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 you know, like whatever you think about John Tory, but it was like almost a decade of just kind of like quiet normalcy. And then it was like, nah, yeah, but I banged my staff and now I'm quitting. So there's that. Uh, random staff. The whole staff. Yeah. Well, I mean, indeed, subway we, punching is very much in vogue yeah. right now in Toronto. That's on trend. Yeah. So we're going to get, get into that. The show started because of Rob Ford, truly. Uh, like a decade ago, I was like, oh, this mayor's insane. And we don't have like a local news comedy show yet. Uh, so we really not? And then, you know, a decade passed. And then at our close, the time to say goodbye. And then, of course, our current or our former mayor, John Tory, went crazy, <laughs> you know? Exactly. So, I mean, there's a lot of strange stuff that's going on this past month in Toronto. So, once again, who better to recap all of that with? than the good folks over at Good News Toronto. So we're going to come back from break. We'll be back with more of our panel, more Good News Toronto, and lots of weird stuff happening in the six right here on Inside Jokes. Hi, my name's Graham Kay, and you are listening to Inside Jokes 640. It's Inside Jibs, right here on 640 Toronto, and as always, streaming across Canada, the whole nation on Global News Online, brought to you by Crane Girl. That's a very Toronto-specific sponsor. This week's episode is brought to you by Crane Girl, and possibly Xanta. Is he still alive out there? We'll never know. We have the cast and comics behind Good News Toronto, the cult comedy show that has been bringing you a viewpoint on all of the crazy goings-on in the city we love for 
basically a decade at this point. They are wrapping it up, but they will be at this year's Toronto Sketch Festival and, of course, on stage at their favorite home, which is Toronto's famous comedy bar. Uh, Once again, though, comics, a lot to get into this past month in Toronto. A lot of weird happenings. Um, We'll get into the Mayor John Tory stuff. We sort of touched on that before the break. First up, though, one that we haven't addressed on this show yet, so I figured this is the perfect panel to get into this. What up with the random subway attacks? That seems to be a, a trend lately this past month. It's like random subway punching. It's like a, it reminds me of like a Lonely Island sketch, like an Andy Samberg sketch. Like people are just literally running up and like taking people's headphones off and punching them in the face and then running away. I don't know. Do you guys yeah. feel like Toronto's just having like a weird moment right now? Is it like some sort of like post-pandemic cabin fever that's going on? Like what what do you think, Good News Toronto? Yeah, it's like we finally regained the confidence to be Toronto crazy once everybody was allowed back on the TTC or something. Um, but I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot going on, going on there. I do well, feel like. I, I th- oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go. You, you were speaking. You go ahead. Like, I was just sorry. gonna say. I feel like I I am cursing Toronto because every time I finish. A script and I'm like there we go that's that's for this show and I'm done something even crazier happens yeah. so I should just stop finishing scripts um in advance <laughs> and then maybe we'll all be safe that's <laughs> that's how I feel well that's the goal at the end of the show is that when we stop nothing bad will ever happen to that's Toronto right. again yeah that's why we're well, it, it is kind of this weird feeling of like was all this stuff just on pause during the pandemic? It's like, were there people waiting patiently for like the transit to fully reopen? And then they were just like, yeah, this is my moment. Now I can take off my shirt again and go on the subway and I can pee on that. Yeah. Like, were they just there somewhere just like eight miling around in a corner of a room somewhere? Just like, I'm ready. Let's do this. Like, it's kind of like in live comedy, like all the comics that were just like, waiting for things to reopen and like i've got new material i'm ready to go were there also hecklers doing that being like i can't wait to go and oh, be a show and dismantle it i assume that hecklers yeah. practice right? right they have to <laughs> it does feel like it they have to because there's some out there that are like, like that was cutting okay that is about great. somebody else and not me you yeah. rehearse this you think there was hecklers just like workshopping stuff yes. during the pandemic waiting yes. for live comedy to come back? Yes, I do. The subway punchers were doing the same. Maybe they were <laughs> like, I can't wait for transit to reopen because, oh boy, am I going to be three quarters naked and say some stuff <laughs> when that's open again? It feels like that's kind of what's happening. Like all of a sudden, just like this like pressure valve got released and like, Maybe. oh boy, is the subway system in Toronto making up for two and a half years of lost opportunities for crazy? I, I don't know. I, I think it's that, you know, before you used to have like exact change or tokens before that. And now with the wider rollout of the Presto system, you can just get on a streetcar and you can tap your Presto card and get stabbed. Yeah. It's it's just easier. That's all. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It really has made stabbing more accessible to the city. It's very nice. Well, and there's very much like it's sort of like if you see somebody like rob an LCBO, like there's this sort of like don't get involved policy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, no, that's not my business. Oh, yeah. They'll never recover from this. Let it happen. Don't, don't be harmed. Yeah. So it's like, okay, there's, yeah, I mean, sure, that person's peeing and also having a cigarette at the same time in that part of the subway, but. Dean, I asked you not to bring up what you saw me doing. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy's (laughs) really sensitive about that. You know what? You have two ends on the end of your name. I feel like. (laughs) <laughs> that's all or yeah you can you live your but but okay I, it does feel like we're having this weird like 
I don't know, maybe it's just the city coming back to life. I don't know. Because if you think about it, Toronto, considering the size of a city we are, we're, you know, this massive metropolis, North American metropolis, it's a pretty relatively calm place. Like, it's a pretty safe place to live. But it feels like every few years we'll have, like, this rash of just mayhem and, like, sometimes really bad stuff. Like, we used to have what we would always call in Toronto a summer of the gun. So it'd be like... All I was just going to say like, that. Remember that string of way, shootings in, actually, in my neck of the West? in a decade either. Yeah. Right? And every once in a while it'd be like, okay, there's a bunch of shootings and then it's quiet again. So, like, thankfully that's not what's happening. But, like, it feels like every once in a while Toronto just, like, has this moment where it's like, no, we're going to be, like, 1970s It's because we have a reputation of being too polite. And Maybe being calm and not being violent. So we're like, okay, keep a lid on it. And you get to release this every time there's a political scandal and they're paying attention to ever- other things. And then you get yeah. to be crazy for a few weeks and then we're back to it. That's true. Release yeah. the Kraken. It is not a bad idea. It is kind of like, I mean, as you guys were saying, like when you started Good News Toronto, it was during the whole Rob Ford mayoral scandal. And it was yeah. funny because that was like the most... Outside of maybe Drake and the Raptors and Justin Bieber, that was the most international press this city was ever getting. Because the rest <laughs> of the time, we're just kind of like, eh, Chicago light. And, oh, by the way, that's where Drake is from. That's kind of it, right? Unless the Raptors win. But during the Rob Ford stuff, we were all over every American late night show. We were on the news all over the planet. And it was like, this is a weird thing to put us on the map, though, is the fact that our mayor is literally on tape smoking a crack pipe. It's still... And Amazing. had enough to eat at home. Later. All right. And had enough to eat yeah. at home. Then he's on a live press conference at 10 in the morning. But John Tory did not yeah. have yeah, enough exactly. to eat at home. <laughs> so that's what I want to flip to now. Because, I mean, <laughs> as far as as far as far political scandals in this city go, the whole John Tory thing is pretty milk toast by comparison. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was not a very sexy quiet... enough of a sex scandal. Right? Not it's sexy not. Enough. It's not. Like, like I mean... Very... John Tory as a person was pretty milk toast as well, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. even his scandal was very much even like, his scandal was so yeah. bland. Yeah. You're like, oh, like with the with a consenting adult too. Ugh, who yeah. cares? Yeah. yeah, like even his wife was like, yeah, no, I knew that. Also, fine. after <laughs> it happened, because because this is what I do, and then my like day job is that I'm I'm a journalist. My mom called me and was like, "Do you think he even did it though, or do you think he just had an affair in his heart, like Jimmy Carter?" And I was like, "Honestly, yeah, probably." Like, I think he's like so vanilla that he was like, "I thought about having an affair." But is that and, bad. right? Like that was well, enough for him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Either you... he was bored of being in office, and he was like, "Let's pretend I had an affair," because that's what politicians do. Well, that's the thing, because he almost made it to the ten-year mark. He was nine years in office, and I mean, yeah. again, like not a very controversial like whether you liked him or his politics or not it was like toronto was pretty much just on autopilot for that entire time yeah like, and that's what he ran on though exactly like it was just he like, literally was like i'm not gonna be a crack smoking mayor yeah at the end it was kind of like anything but that, yeah, and that that's good enough yeah. yeah and everyone was like okay whatever that's fine that was basically yeah you're right he was like well, well he pretty well ran on being vanilla like he may as well have said those words yeah, yeah. He, was, he was white noise as a mayor, and yeah, always. <laughs> it is interesting though. It's interesting that you said he was on autopilot because it's a little bit like Tesla's autopilot, where mostly it's smooth, but then every once in a while it will mow down a yeah, will kill a pedestrian. <laughs> yeah, or the unhoused, you know, or the unhoused in his case. Yeah, 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 that's what he liked to do. But it well, is, yeah. I mean, 
that's the whole thing like and who knows who's going to be our next mayor but did did you all feel like when he did that as like well you didn't really need to step down like it wasn't you know no no he was just like i'm done with being in office so this is my out. it was a record because i don't think anybody was like oh he should step down well i mean he stepped down as he announced it but you know everyone's sort of feel in the city was like that kind of isn't enough to resign yeah i don't know why you resigned no one was calling for it because what i liked with the whole board thing was that like he refused to go (laughs) yeah i'm I'm sticking with it you can hate the guy but he had balls like remember the council like actually like stripped his powers they were like you're just a ceremonial mayor now with the sash and he was like that's fun I'm the, I'm right here. Yeah. Like he refused. That man literally had to die to go anywhere. Like yeah. He and then his brother to... took up the mantle. It was Isn't a wonderful. Lovely. Like it was so defined. It was like I'm, I'm gonna sit right here. I'm. It was like Walter in the Big Lebowski. Like I'm finishing my coffee. I'm finishing. My... That was it. Like he would not. I know that's a very slight reference, but like he would not vacate that. Like they stripped everything from him, and he was like, I don't care i'm still going to be on every news conference so I'm like still- the british monarchy yeah basically yeah yeah it's <laughs> fantastic like i don't know that was such a that was such an exciting time in toronto it was like oh i know a crack smoking cundalingusing mayor that just refuses to quit it was it's you know that's really a toronto hard luck story is what that is it is and it was our identifier for so long like when i lived overseas and whenever i would tell people i was from toronto they were like oh my god the crack smoking mayor yeah and i was like that's i don't i don't like that i would prefer to be the drake city i <laughs> like and i don't like that but i would prefer to be the drake city and now it's going back to that unfortunately it's like oh you're from oh, you're cold cold new york that's okay that's also accurate well they <laughs> we love to think that we're like new york don't we oh uh, that's uh, like uh, like like alec baldwin said in 30 rock it's new york without all the things but <laughs> it is it, it must be kind of refreshing too and again it's it's very poignant that this is of course you know on the return of toronto sketch festival and that's sort of where yeah. where you're where you're doing the curtain call on the show it must be refreshing too, especially after the last couple of years, because you know the whole point of comedy is to sort of take in the stuff going on around you and the world around you in real time and find the funny in that. I feel like everybody in comedy has felt this pressure the last couple of years to talk about because obviously there's been all these massive, strange, surreal world events going on. I mean, we came out of a two-year-long pandemic into maybe World War Three and the climate's falling apart and like all these insane political things going on. It must be kind of refreshing in a way to do a show that just kind of like forgets about that news cycle for a night and focuses solely on our city and just gets out of all that stuff that we're inundated with on late night television and on everybody else's comedy and on the news cycle and on social media. It must be refreshing to just focus on our city on stage and just do material about this stuff to a local audience. Well, to be fair, we do cover some some world stories too, but they tend to be... um, not the really interesting ones or, uh, yeah. or like important <laughs> ones. They're more the stupidest ones we can find. Yeah. Um, like, you know, when when a 103-year-old woman parachutes out of a plane uh, and becomes the oldest woman to parachute, we cover that. Uh, by yeah. the way, st- still no record for the oldest woman to land, but she did jump. Oh, out God. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, we, we tend to focus on um, really dumb stories from around the world and then really niche stories in toronto that if you know you're from another city you'll never know what we're talking about and you won't understand our punchline which is usually just um 
you know, making fun of Oshawa or something like that. So. Always Oshawa. Yeah. Yeah. It like, was just Oshawa. like yeah. with the bigger stories too, the like daily late night shows are going to get to it first and yeah. probably right. do it better. So it's, you know, it's, you know, not to, it's just that they've already done it and they've done it a bunch and people get so sick of hearing about it. People didn't want pandemic jokes. People were so sick of pandemic jokes. So like, it was uh, it was up to us to take the lesser known stories and just do sillier stuff and and local stuff because Toronto doesn't like Corey said doesn't have a new show other than like well a couple but you know yeah and the local stuff like it hits so hard you can make a very niche Toronto joke and somebody People from that whole neighborhood will be cackling in the audience and I'm like this is that's for only you yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too, because, I mean, Canadian comics, I mean, when you leave the city, when you go out on the road and you go on tour and all that stuff, it's like, that's what comics are trying to do everywhere they go. It's like, oh, I'm in, you know, such and such Saskatchewan. I got to find out something local to sort of like hook the audience in. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to have a show that focuses on our own city, because, again, yeah, we and I feel like now, like Emily said, like. Coming out of two years of this, you have a lot of comics that were like, I can't wait to do my pandemic material now. I've been waiting. And it's like, well, now we're going to get inundated with this stuff. And we've just spent two years stuck in it. So now we don't want another two years of material about it. So it's kind of refreshing to break away from that and just go, no, this is a new time now. Let's talk about something else, which exactly what this show is all about. All right. uh, I want to... I want to find out what are some of the more bizarre Toronto happenings that you're covering in these upcoming shows. We're going to come back from the break with more of the cast and comics behind Good News Toronto. Good news for you is we'll be right back. How about that? Right here on Inside Jokes. Hi, this is Lewis Black, and you're listening to Inside Jokes, which is why it's funny, you idiot. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto and streaming all over the entire known universe on Global News Online. This week's episode is brought to you by, quite frankly, no one. We are sponsor-free and open for biz. We are talking to the cast and comics behind Good News Toronto, the cult hit comedy show that has covered all of the strange and surreal politics and goings-on in the news here in the six. For an entire damn decade. Unfortunately, bad news for you, Toronto. It is coming to a close. But they have a run of shows coming up at Toronto's famous comedy bar. The new comedy bar 2.0. And of course, this year's returning Toronto sketch festival coming up. Uh, One thing I wanted to ask all of you. You know, we touched on some of the stuff before the break. Obviously, John Tory's really boring. Not even a sex scandal. The very oatmeal scandal. Uh... Random subway punching, which again just reminds me of like an SNL digital short, but it's a real thing that's been happening for some reason. What are some of the more bizarre goings on in Toronto that you all are covering in these shows and that you all really wanted to like crank out some material about? What are some of the more weird Toronto things that you're covering coming up that we can all look forward to? And I'll throw that Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the stories that uh, we're going to be covering for Sketchfest is all these people that are falling through the lake at Lake Ontario. Like, yeah. these, and, and like it turns out, uh, my wife knows uh, tangentially one of these people that was like an influencer who was taking <laughs> photos on the ice, and that's how she fell oh. in. And, and, I hate this generation. Yeah. Right? Isn't that like, I mean, that's, Sorry, Darwin, Alex. that's Darwinism. 
yeah. yeah it's yeah, all yeah. my fault. I control this. Yeah, yeah, you control all of them. It was, it was Allie. She was the one that was on the I lake. I told yeah. them to jump in that lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's I mean, I cold. hope they, like, they didn't, no one died, right? No, 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 no. But I mean, um, but I mean, if no, you did, no. like, they died with a Well, natural selection. Yeah. If they yeah, died, it's still thing. funny. Yeah. Died trying to take a selfie. That's the thing. Yeah, that's, come on. Yeah. Worth Which again, that, I mean, you know, I mentioned Crane Girl earlier in the show, and yeah. I mean that's a few years ago now. But for anyone who doesn't remember, that was a that was a girl that literally just climbed. It was kind of impressive, actually. She just climbed a crane and then stayed there overnight. <laughs> Which well, is terrifying well, to me. I do not enjoy heights, but it's like. And then they asked her why she did it, and she just said, "I was bored." That was her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna do it, but I get it. Right, but it's like you fell through Lake Ontario trying to post an Insta. Yeah. <laughs> Did none yeah. of these people watch Little Women growing up? Come on. I don't think so. <laughs> that is. Yeah. Did that? That Did, was such a cautionary tale for me. Little Women. Yeah. No, like when Amy falls through the water, that scared the crap out of me and when yeah. I was little, oh, and I was like, I am never. The wonderful life. How old am I? Yeah. <laughs> That movie came out in like the 80s. What do you mean? How old am I? That's not a recent one, too. And then there was a remake that just, yeah, that one. That's why I know Chalamet was in it. How do the kids not know it? Exactly. But it is, yeah. I mean, how are you? How are you going to fall through the ice trying to take a selfie? Like, that's just embarrassing. You know, it's dangerous. And like, how is that worth this? Just take a selfie in front of the lake? People are not going to know the difference. Yes. Yeah. The kids are the think... worst thing that we've done, right? Am I right? Like, aren't the worst thing that we've done as a society, I feel like? Oh, maybe. I don't know. There's a lot of bad things. We did the Kardashians, too. So that's right? on us. But you can't walk down the side. I'm going to sound very much like I'm going Grand Torino mode now. I'm going to sound like <laughs> men get off my lawn. But, like, you can't walk down the street in Toronto without, like, this, without people selfieing everywhere so yeah maybe that's yeah, okay that's so there's some natural selection going on down at lake ontario uh what are some of the other bizarre things that we're covering that have happened in in toronto lately because again i feel like i feel like there is this weird like cabin fever thing in the air in toronto right now maybe it'll calm down again and go back to normal but it does feel like we're in a weird moment at this moment yeah i mean but you know obviously there's a lot of bad news the stabbings and everything like that the the teenager swarmings that keep happening. But right, there's good yeah. news too. You know, there, there's a lot of good news and, and that's kind of what our show likes to bring to attention. Like um, this is not necessarily Toronto, but it's all of Ontario was actually recently voted the sexiest province in Canada. There uh, we go. Yeah, oh, which yeah. makes which makes sense. And that's why we have Doug Ford represent us, of course. Yeah. That's and it's interesting Ford. because there he is. Oh, there we go. We got the Doug Ford clock. The door, <laughs> Doug Ford watch, please. It's a new segment. Do you see? <laughs> it's a, a new segment. Which is <laughs> interesting clock. that we got the sexiest province because I feel like whoever whoever it's clearly none of it. We can all agree. Well, and I mean, whoever decided that didn't take into account the fact that literally the entire province anywhere north of Barrie still wears Zubaz pants. So also, is that just that. province or province slash territory? Because that narrows it down a bit. And I also feel like 
whoever decided that's not really fair forgot that there's more of ontario outside of toronto that's the- <laughs> yeah there's what <laughs> that's the other thing toronto always gets chided for being sort of like the center of the known universe it's you know it's we have that this city has we're like as far as you can be like trying to get off of ontario yeah like people in toronto are like it's that american thing where it's like there's nothing else outside of here the people in toronto think that barry is northern ontario and it's like no barry barry is actually a place that people commute from now at this point because they can't in toronto but there is that whole idea that toronto is just the center of everything and i feel like that's always been sort of a tongue-in-cheek part of this show as well is sort of being able to be like being able to sort of poke fun at ourselves as a city and be a little bit like self-deprecating because Toronto does kind of, you know, it's the trendiest place in Canada and we take ourselves so seriously and nothing else matters. So I feel like that's always been such an important part of the flavor and tone of this show as well is just like dismantling that a bit and poking fun at that and going like, here's all the reasons why this city is also quite ridiculous, by the way, you know, and just having fun with it and just making audiences sort of reflect on that stuff in a way that we normally don't on stage. Yeah, yeah truly. I think <laughs> that, that what a poignant way to go to commercial break, which by the way, our upcoming commercial is brought to you by literally no one at all. We'll be back with more good news, Toronto right here after the break. We'll be right back with more of our panel on inside jokes. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Matt Friend, and you're listening to Inside Jokes. It's a rivalry between children. When you live from day to day. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto, and always streaming coast-to-coast, Canada-wide on the Global News Network. Brought to you this week by... No one at all. Come get it. Come come at us, potential sponsors, local, national, otherwise. We are wide open for biz, and we are Thursday. No, not really, but even still. Uh, we have the cast and comics behind Toronto's cult hit show, Good News Toronto, which, sadly, it's curtains. They are wrapping up this coming month, but they are going out with a bang. They have some upcoming shows at Toronto's famous comedy bar, Comedy Bar Dose, and, of course, the returning Toronto Sketch Festival, which is very exciting uh, to see that coming back full force and bigger than ever. Uh, Good News Toronto, by the way, I because again, this show is very much, it's all about some of the stranger goings on in this city and just life as a Torontonian in this strange era. I do have to ask you guys, honestly, all of you as comics and sketch comics and stand up and improv people, Toronto is expensive AF, as they say. Can you really, now that we, because we're seeing post pandemic, all the comics who just somehow stuck it through and gigged it out and maybe put out albums and online content and da 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 and just sort of survived the whole thing. Can you live in this city strictly off of jokes? Can you be a comic and stink? No, I like how everyone's already shaking their head. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, sir. No. It was very close to that being the case right before the pandemic, and now I'm nowhere close. I like how everyone's just like shaking their heads so hard. Jeremy's like, I almost had to sell the second end. Yeah, Yeah. housing (laughs) prices here are unbelievable. Like, no, yeah, we 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 do have a sketch in in our uh, our our sketch fest show uh, dealing with the the uh, the prices of houses and stuff like that, and trying to everybody in the cast will is going to pitch their ideas of how we can solve this housing crisis and i think we get there I oh yeah we get there the for sure show. okay 
I mean, who better, who better to figure that yeah, out yeah. than the cast of Good News Toronto? By the way, I mean, yes, because of course it is bittersweet. I mean, it's sad because this has been such a sort of linchpin of Toronto-centric comedy for, again, basically a decade at this point. You started because of the whole Rob Ford. Basically, you you came in with a a mayor that was leaving and you're going out with a mayor that was leaving. It was like, yeah. you guys like Mark Haley's comment, that, yeah. which, by the way, again, no one knows my references. I'm a fucking old man. But... It's sort of it's sort of poignant in a way. What was the impetus, by the way, though, of sort of wrapping it up? Did you just reach a point where you're like, you know what, we've said the things we want to say, we built a following? Because I mean, that is one of the exciting things about comedy bars. You have all these like hit shows over the years that built this like cult. I keep on saying cult, but it's true. This local yeah. following that was fiercely loyal to these shows. I mean, you had the Sketcher Sins, you had yeah. the Boom Comedy Bar was the birthplace of all these things. So why, after a decade of such a hit show, or did you decide to sort of wrap it up? Well, I think the news is going to uh, cease to exist after this. I think that's basically it. There's no more news that's going to come <laughs> out. You know? Yeah. Corey's destroyed all of his enemies, I think. Yeah. The last standing right. one is Galen Weston. Who yeah. we right. We're take him down. Yeah. It was like he had 10 years to get Galen Weston, yeah. and that time has run out. So if he can't get him oh. by oh. March 24th. They That's really it. do own everything in this country, don't they? Yeah, we've got all the mayors to, mm-hmm. to give up, so it's like, what? Okay. Yeah, yeah. If we I keep th- getting mayors to step down, maybe the show would have another life. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah, all co- big... collectively going to buy Loblaws and also become the mayor of Toronto. The whole cast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and one thing I always, one thing I like about this show as well, and actually, I guess Comedy Bar in general was such a huge part of making this happen, and it, it definitely happened more post-pandemic, is... This was one of the shows that always sort of brought together these worlds of stand-up, sketch, and improv. Because in Toronto comedy, it was always very much different cliques. It was different tribes. It was like, no, I am I only do stand-up, and that is the only true form. There was a, these purists all the time, and it was like, and those are the improv people over there, and that doesn't count, and those are the sketch people. Comedy Bar was always this venue that sort of like bridged that gap and brought these worlds together, and there was this cross-pollination that happened that was wonderful, and this show was always about that as well. It was always a variety show where it was like people came from all those different backgrounds. Not a lot of people were doing that at that time. And that's one sort of special thing we're seeing in Canadian comedy right now, especially after, again, what we affectionately call the pandy on this show. But you're seeing a lot of comics who it sort of forced them to broaden their horizons and go, well, no, I I can't just do stand-up. I need to put out some sketch content or I need to do improv or I need to do this online thing. And it's kind of wonderful because we're now seeing we're more of a village now without being too precious about it. And I feel uh, like this show was a big part of that early on. Good job. Yeah, Corey. you did it. Yeah, I mean, hey, Corey, the praise does go to Corey. But but that's actually one of the things I've always loved about the show and doing it is it is such a great mix of people. Like we've had incredible acts come through the show over the years, stand ups and sketch acts and and um, improv. And we really try to think of the show like, I, I mean, yes, we do comedy, but it's kind of just like uh, it's funny you've been calling it a cult uh, cult show or cult hit. Yeah. and we, we cult do show, kind of think of it. Well, it's it is a, cult. a bit of a cult though. <laughs> yeah, like, cult. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of how we feel. Like uh, you know, our our friends come and uh, you know, strangers too. But it's like a party. We're all there just to have fun. We do yeah. a lot of chanting actually in our sketches. Yeah. We, yeah. we tend to it's chant all sorts of like... things. So yeah. it really is. Kind we have of a matching cult. clothes sometimes. Um, yeah, and, and like yeah. And calls at the very end, we're all gonna drink some Kool Aid, and that's yeah. oh yeah, yeah, how we're going yeah. out, Dean. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, it is weird how we're going out with a bang. 
<laughs> it is weird how on all the posters Corey's just billed as leader. So that's the weird. Yeah, that oh is god. weird. <laughs> oh my god! And we just have to blindly listen to whatever he says. Yeah, that's right. We can talk to Good News Toronto literally all day, but unfortunately, before we do wrap it up, I want to go around find out where we can see this upcoming run of shows, and of course, the wonderful return of Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival coming up this month. Uh, Corey, I'll throw that to you, sir. Where can we see these shows? Where can we follow you guys online? Where can we get tickets? All of those good things. Yeah, so uh, the Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival runs from the 8th to the 19th. We are on opening uh, night, uh, March 9th at Comedy Bar at 10 p.m. You can get tickets at torontosketchfest.com. Then our, our last show ever is March 24th at Comedy Bar. Tickets at comedybar.ca. Uh, it's at 9 p.m. on the 24th. Uh, you can follow us at, at Good News Comedy on all the socials. Uh, and yeah, it, it's it's going to be, a, a, a yeah, like you said, a big uh, shebang at the end. So we're looking big forward shebang. to it. shebang. Yeah. There we go. It is bittersweet, but I mean, again, what, what better way to wrap up this fantastic show that's been running for a decade in this city and well-loved. What better way to wrap it up than Toronto's returning sketch festival? And of course, on stage, basically where it all began, the central aside, but at Toronto's yeah. famous comedy bar. Yeah. That is our show. Thank you so much to our panel. Check out Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival coming up. Check out the final shows of Good News Toronto. And of course, hit up comedybar.ca for upcoming shows at now two venues here in Toronto. That's our panel. Don't forget, you can listen to all of our episodes back to the dawn of known civilization on Global News Online. That is our show. We'll be back next Saturday night right here on 640. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi. And you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week, we're listening to Good News Toronto. Welcome to Good News Toronto. I'm your host, Corey Birch. I'm Emily Ferrier. And I'm Jeremy Friedman. Uh, let's get to tonight's top story. Tonight's top story. A Mexican company has invented what they're calling cactus leather. Uh, it's a great vegan alternative, but... It'll still make you look like a prick. <laughs> Get it? A new study finds that exposure to cleaning products may increase the risk of asthma in infants. Still, nothing else gets my baby as shiny. <laughs> a 50,000-year-old skeleton found in a cave may reveal that Neanderthals buried their dead. However, scientists are still trying to determine what Bernie Sanders was doing in that cave. <laughs> I'm going to bring healthcare to this cave! <laughs> the creator of the famous uh, Konami cheat code for the Super Nintendo died. But some people don't believe he's actually dead. Somebody just needs to blow into his cartridge. <laughs> One Super Nintendo fan. Thank you, sir. <laughs> well, Justin Trudeau last week canceled a trip to Barbados so he can focus on the rail blockades. While the Prime Minister was sad to cancel, he's still going to be throwing a Barbados-themed party at his house, and oh no, he's, he's doing the makeup again. 